Entrepreneur on Fire 649. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Ready to add a professional ring to your business? Go to evoice.com, sign up for your free trial, and enter promo code FIRE for an additional $5 off per month. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Design projects can get really expensive really fast. Start your next design project for as little as $199. Plus, visit 99designs.com slash FIRE and get a $99 power pack of services free. Like that spark, Fire Nation, John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Stephen Wessner. Stephen, are you prepared to ignite? I absolutely am. Yes. Stephen is a best-selling author and digital marketing expert who helps entrepreneurs eliminate the guesswork behind building an audience, generating leads, and converting sales in a complex digital world. Stephen, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take Take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Okay. Well, um, first of all, uh, John, I mean, seriously, thanks for the invitation to, to be with you here yeah. today and your listeners. Very kind of you. And um, a little bit about who I am. I mean, I, I um, my, my family immigrated to uh, this country uh, from from Greece. My grandparents came here from Greece and Turkey and some of my relatives from uh, northern Greece. And, and all of that that I'm just now realizing were so valuable lessons that, that that really taught me the entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, my my grandfather literally came here when he was a, a late teenager, had $10 in his pocket, immigrated here from Istanbul, Turkey, made his way to Canton, Ohio, didn't know the language, uh, didn't know anything other than the fact that at some point he wanted to realize the American dream and become an American citizen and own his own restaurant and bring his family uh, here to the U.S. from Greece and Turkey, and and after a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, you know, he learned the language. He cut lettuce and washed dishes for years in a Canton, Ohio restaurant until somebody bought him a knife set. One of the cooks there bought him a knife set so that he could start his apprenticeship and and actually learn the business and learn the trade because you didn't make much money as a dishwasher and, right. and cutting lettuce, as you might imagine, but you made more money as a cook. And so he saved his money and, and he, he, he ran his first restaurant, bought his first restaurant, ran his first restaurant through the Great Depression. I mean, my grandfather really started the original value meal with soup and sandwich for a nickel and, and, and did that and met an amazing woman when he was 34 years old and she was 16. Uh, her parents, my grandmother's parents, future grandmother's parents, made him wait for two years before they could get married. And they got married. He was 36 and she was 18. They had four incredible kids along the way. Of course, I'm biased because those are my aunts and uncles <laughs> as well as my mother. But but um, but had you know four great kids who all grew up in the restaurant business. They He closed that business or that restaurant, opened up a larger one in Canton, Ohio, that my uh, uncle, my godfather, who also uh, took that over. And then they've, they've all been entrepreneurs, uh, and they, my grandparents had 10 grandkids. I'm one of them. We've all owned our own businesses. Uh, we all grew up in our respective businesses. I've been in the restaurant business, you know, since I was 10. 
um, and, and learn that business. Now I'm in the agency space, you know, the marketing business, but, but it wasn't until really just a couple of years ago because I took all of that stuff for granted, all of the kind of the homework lessons in the restaurant and all of that stuff I just took for granted. And now I really understand how that prepared me to be an entrepreneur today. Um, and, and so now I run a company called predictiveroi.com and we're a digital agency, but I think that what we do that's different than anybody else is we actually predict our clients return on investment. Like you pay us this fee and we're going to make sure and we're going to guarantee that you're going to get X in return on that investment. If we don't, it's hundred percent free. And so we're the only company in the space wow. that does that. Yeah. Well, Stephen, I love this journey that you're taking us on right now. And I can already tell this is going to be a powerful interview because Fire Nation, our listeners resonate most with stories and really telling that one-on-one story. So without going into too much detail, because we just don't have the time, but I'm fascinated personally, being an American history's major back in college, what brought your father specifically to Canton, Ohio? Because I think it's always fascinating how random life is because you see people that come to the United States way back in that day and they don't know anything about this country. They don't know New York City from San Francisco. They just have heard of those places. What was it that brought him to Canton? This was a period of time when, um, so my grandfather grew up in, in Istanbul. That was a time when it was not great to be a Greek male, where there was a lot of ethnic cleansing uh, that was going on, and my, and my family was a victim of that. And so sometimes, if you were a Greek adult male, you just didn't come home because you got whacked. I mean, literally, you you know wound up in a harbor somewhere, somewhere or, or dead behind a shed someplace. And, and that's what ended up happening to my great-grandfather. So my grandfather, who was the ripe old age of eight years old at the time, when he lost his dad, we still to this day have no idea what happened to my great-grandfather. He just never showed up again. He never came back home. And, and so my grandfather, at the, like I said, ra- the, the, the ripe old age of eight, dropped out of school after having three years of formal education to take care of his mom and his two siblings. Um, and, and so he became the man of the house to earn an income. And so that's what he started to do. And so his dream of coming to the U.S. was to become an American citizen and to prove his life, just like many tens of thousands and millions of immigrants at that time. And so that's what he did. The reason why he wound up in Canton, Ohio, is because there were a lot of Greek immigrants working in the steel mills in Canton. I mean, their choices, if you know, manual labor, Greeks were great employees, just like many of the immigrants. Um, they wound up in Pittsburgh, or they wound up in Youngstown, or they wound up in Canton. And so he made his way to Canton because he had some friends that you know, they met along the way that wound up in Canton. And so he followed him, but his, his interest was not in the steel trade. His interest was, you know, food service. And, and so that's what he got into, but that's why he wound up in Canton. Fascinating. I could talk immigrant stories all day long. My family has one of our own and as does every single family in the United States, if they trace it back far enough, even way back to the native Americans who came over the ice bridge way back in the day. So Mm. fascinating stuff, but Stephen, we're here for a mission to inspire Fire Nation on your entrepreneurial journey specifically. But before we get into that, we always start with a success quote. So Stephen, take it away. Fear and procrastination are the enemies of success. I actually have that on my wall in kind of a successories frame, although it's not from successories. (laughs) It's actually from my cousin, uh, Dean Bacopoulos. And 
Um, I learned that from him probably 15 years ago. And when he said it to me, when we owned a business together at the time, he said it to me, and I'm like, dang, that's really freaking, that is so good. And I wrote it down in my journal. And, and, and so literally 15 years later, I produce it frame. It's in my office now. So fear and procrastination are the enemies of success. And I, and I think that that is so perfect. Uh, and I, and I just, I think about it every day. Oh, nothing has been closer to the truth than that. I mean, fear and procrastination are truly the enemies of success, Fire Nation. Absorb that and realize that every time that you feel fear, that you are procrastinating, that what you're doing is currently feeding your enemy of success. So, What I want to do now, Stephen, is really take the spotlight. We've done an amazing job showing Fire Nation how you got to where you are today from your generations before. But now let's talk about your journey specifically. And your journey, Stephen, has been a roller coaster in a great way because you've had your ups, you've had your downs, you've learned that fear and procrastination are, in fact, the enemies of success. So talk to us about a time when that enemy almost won. Tell Fire Nation a story of a time that you simply failed. Bring us there, Stephen, and share with us the lessons you learned. Most entrepreneurs have this story, right? It, and for me, it was in 1999, I was running a business along with several uh, partners, and we called it FortifiedNutrition.com when it was so in vogue to have a .com. Um, and, and I'm sure most of your listeners can remember that time, and it was, it was ludicrous. I mean, we hadn't even actually sold a dollar's worth of revenue yet or a single product. And um, our accountants, we were using Ernst & Young as our auditors and our attorneys were getting together because we were going to go public like everybody else at that time. And they're like, yep, your company is worth $10 million. And I had a stock certificate that said, <laughs> wow, I was 28 years old and I was worth 3 million bucks, which is just so insanely stupid when we look back on that now. But anyway, you know, here I was 28 years old with very little management experience, very little education, and I'm running a $10 million company and I'm worth 3 million bucks. Very intoxicating. Well, I went from trying to sell 20% of my company, John, for, for 7 million bucks to as much as John wants for as little as he'll give me because I was literally in San Francisco in March of 2000 when the NASDAQ and the dot-com bubble burst. I was literally there in San Francisco. And and it's just everybody turned into mass hysteria. It, it, it just became crazy when that, when that bubble burst. And, and so I went from being personally worth almost, almost $3 million to being worth nothing in the stock valuation. Who cares? That's just paper. But I was 28 years old and I lost $100,000 of my own money. Now, I mean, that's a lot of money today. And back then, 14 years ago to a 28-year-old, that was a lot of dang money. And it was real money that got sucked out of my pocket. And so my wife and I, we literally almost lost everything. I mean, all of the cash, we literally almost lost our house. Um, and, and it was devastating. And, and it probably, I probably went for about almost eight to 10 years before I can even talk about it uh, because I was so embarrassed by it. Um, and it was a very painful experience. And so I told people that, gosh, you know, this cost me a hundred thousand bucks and people would try to cheer me up and say, well, yeah, but look at the education. And I said, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, John, but I would have rather taken that hundred thousand dollars and went to Harvard as opposed to, you know, getting these kind of, um, really painful lessons. But now that I'm a little bit more mature, I'm 42, a little bit more wise. I can now look back on that and say, yeah, that was a really painful experience, but that hundred thousand dollars wasn't really just kind of 
um, you know, bruised knee or a scraped chin, that was a hundred thousand bucks and really great tuition. And now I can kind of think about it that way. Um, but it was very painful. Let me tell you, brother. Steven, it sounds painful, but I will say that $100,000 quote-unquote tuition you paid has come back in spades time and time again because I've had so many of my past guests, and there's been over 640 past guests now at Entrepreneur on Fire who have told similar stories where there was an investor that invested $21 million in a company and it all went down the drain and they said, man, you're never going to invest in that founder again. That guy just crushed you, huh? And he goes, are you kidding me? I just invested $21 million in that founder's education. You better believe I'm sticking with him because he's going to make it back for me tenfold. So Fire Nation, sometimes it's called trial by fire for a reason. And Stephen, not to kind of age myself, but the reality is for me, I was a sophomore in college in 2000. So I heard about it from afar. I was on the East Coast in Providence, Rhode Island, and I heard about the, the crash that was, you know, specifically that was hitting San Francisco hard. You were there, ground level, on the floor. I'd love maybe just a little story, a little share of like what it was to wake up one morning in Silicon Valley, in the San Francisco area, have that happen. What was it like? I mean, there's a lot of listeners who remember that for sure, but not a lot of us experienced it firsthand. Do tell. I think that Tony Robbins said it best when he put it in kind of this metaphor of, you know, the up a creek without a paddle and you're just kind of cruising along, blah, blah, blah. And you're thinking everything's great. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're 50 feet away from Niagara Falls and you're in a canoe with no oars. And so then you say, oh, shoot. <laughs> and and, there, and there's it's just like you, you think about that and you can kind of get this vivid picture in your mind of what that was like because there's no turning back. I mean, you're going over the cliff, you're going over the falls. And so literally it's like we, I was uh, there and we're having conversations with, you know, business partners and we were working with an internet advertising agency that was there and, 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 and they had their entire portfolio of clients were essentially kind of equity uh, based positions, right? I mean, they weren't taking in cash. They were really trying to essentially be like a venture capitalist with their internet advertising services. And their entire portfolio of clients were that way. And so then when, I mean, literally it was like kind of Monday, sort of like, you know, things are great. And then all of a sudden by Friday, it was like, we need money now. And there is no money. Nobody had money. And so, I mean, it, it was just this, you know, kind of, well, like everybody says, the bubble burst and it was just panic stricken because there were no revenue streams. Everything was built on this business model that sucked. So, you know, it was uh, pretty terrible, obviously. So, Stephen, what I'm kind of pulling out of this entire experience that you went through is that, man, it is always going to hurt and it's always going to be painful and scary when you're living in that moment of abject terror and failure and everything's collapsing around you and you see that waterfall coming up and you have no way to avoid it. You just need to brace yourself for this impact. But what I'm also kind of getting from it from the semi-bright side is that, you know, there is a silver lining at some point ahead. If as long as you just don't completely give up and quit for the rest of your life, if you persevere, there will be hard times, you will struggle. But if you keep persevering, there is an opportunity for you to have success down the road, which you've done multiple times since 2000, obviously, most specifically with your latest. So... What do you really want Fire Nation to walk away with from your experience during that just abject terror-stricken time 
of 2000? I, I think that, it, and this may seem uh, cliche because we all hear, so I'll match it with a story that was really uh, impactful to me. And, and so being able to use their persistence and tenacity. So those are two very cliche words that we as entrepreneurs, we hear all the time. But if somebody is, is so moved by those two words, they ought to Google the Honda story. And, and, and again, this is something that I've you know, learned from uh, Tony Robbins and just kind of studying some of the stories that he shares. But, but it's just amazing. And this story really had a lot of impact where, where here's a guy that back in 1938, where you know, he had this idea for this you know, piston ring that he wanted to eventually sell to Toyota. So to make a long story short, he went through trials by fire and a lot of tribulations through the Second World War to his plant being bombed to it being leveled by an earthquake, to eventually having to sell the piston operation to Toyota, but not from a position of strength because he needed money. And then the Japanese economy being devastated and nobody wanting the types of things that he wanted to produce. And so he kind of you know, reinvented his strategy, changed his strategy. Ultimately, he knew what his goal was going to be. And he invented what was later called the super cub or essentially a motorized bike or a motorcycle, which then, quote unquote, made him an overnight success. But the reality is, is that he's been doing that now for the last 15 years. It wasn't overnight. It was through persistence and tenacity that he was eventually successful. But then everybody looked at him and said, oh, well, he was an overnight success, which couldn't be further from the truth. So it takes grit. It takes the 100 to you know 80 hours a week. It takes the, you know, it, ignoring sleep and food and really focusing on what your goal is and never changing the goal, but changing the strategy along the way. And persistence and tenacity will get you there. Steven, you said the word focus. I need to jump on it because Fire Nation knows it's my favorite word and the acronym, Steven, focus, follow one course until success. Have that tenacity to just make it happen. And Steven, speaking of tenacity, you just shared another amazing story. Let's keep this theme going of great storytelling. Fire Nation loves these in-person stories. We want to feel like we're there with you. But this time, the story is about an aha moment, a light bulb, Stephen, that went off at some point in your journey. So take us to that moment in time. Share with us that light bulb that went off and the steps you took, Stephen, to turn it into success. This was kind of painful, but then it quickly turned into one of those light bulb moments. Uh, oh my gosh! I so uh, for the first um, well for about twelve months, Darren Hardy, uh, publisher of Success Magazine, and the Compound Effect, my favorite book. Oh my gosh! You know, it's a fantastic book. So many great principles in that book. But he was on our board advisors here at Predictive ROI, and and, and my personal mentor. And so we would get together either in person or you know over the phone. And um, and and during one of our monthly calls, um, you know, I'm explaining to Darren about you know some of my. Um, uh, reservations about building a big business. I wasn't sure how big I wanted predictive ROI to become. And so I was nervous about it. And, and, and I told him, I said, gosh, Darren, you know, I've just never really thought of myself as being a great manager of people. Um, and, and quite frankly, honestly, Darren, I kind of suck at it. And he said to me, he goes, <laughs> he said to me, he goes, Stephen, stop sucking at it. And, and I said, what, what, what do you mean? He goes, don't give me that lie or don't tell me that myth that you are telling yourself. You need to stop sucking at it. Get better at it. Don't use that as a freaking excuse 
to stop moving forward. Stop telling yourself that limiting belief and that lie that you're not a good manager or a leader. Be better at it. Don't give me the excuse. And so I'm standing there almost like freaking naked, right? I mean, like totally stripped down. I'm like, holy crap, he totally called me on it. I mean, that's embarrassing. And I'm like, holy geez, he's right. <laughs> you know? And so that turned into a huge aha moment. I've, and that was only about mm, maybe 10 months ago. And I mean, so it's, it's, it's really still in my consciousness. And then just a couple of weeks ago, you know, my team and I, we got together and we're like, dang it, you know what? Darren was exactly right. Let's move forward. This and that. We're building the business. And in 120 days, in the next 120 days, we're hiring 13 new people. I'm going to get better at it. No excuses. I simply love that for so many reasons, Stephen. And Jeff Olson, who actually wrote the book, The Slight Edge, was Darren Hardy's mentor, who inspired Darren to write The Compound Effect, which is built off those principles. And now it seems almost like the torch is being passed down to you in a way. So I can't wait for your book, Stephen, to come out to build off of The Compound Effect. But what I really want to share with Fire Nation is perception is reality. And if you are really perceiving yourself as a bad manager, that's going to be the reality. And you saw how passionate Steven was when he got fired up about the truth that Darren Hardy was dropping on his head over and over again. And that is the kind of truth that you need to be telling to yourself in the mirror every single day, Fire Nation. So that's my takeaway, Stephen. What's just one takeaway and just about one sentence that you want Fire Nation to walk away with from that light bulb moment that you had? Get over the fear by stop telling yourself the lies every single day. And instead, tell you yourself all the positive, awesome, wonderful, beautiful things that you're capable of. And those are the things that you should be telling yourself every single day when you look in the mirror. So Stephen, what I want to do right now is bring things to present time because you've been telling some great stories about your journey and how you got to where you are today. But now I want to talk about that how you got to where you are. And I want you specifically, Stephen, to share the one thing that has you most fired up about your entrepreneurial business, your journey right now. It's been a journey. So over the, the last 20 years, really since the advent of the commercial internet, been collecting tens of thousands of data points. That no, are now- no, Stephen, you are an overnight success. Let's just be honest with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years just went by yeah. like that, Snapping. right, John? Oh, gosh. If, 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 that, if, if just, I mean, if, if there really was uh, an overnight success, but, but unfortunately, you know, when we peel back the onion, we find out that it's usually decades of experience. Oh, um, you know, that, that, you know, you talked about the light bulb, right? And, and unfortunately, Thomas Edison took 10,000 failed experiments in order to actually create the light bulb. But again, um, but again, it's how you frame it. He says, I found 9,999 ways not to create electricity. Amen, brother. I mean, isn't that exactly right? Yes. So, so all of these you know, failed experiments, all these positive experiments, I mean, they're all data points, whether good or bad. And it's given me you know, this, this foundation to create what we call the predictive ROI method. And what I'm so stoked about is the fact that we can actually look at a client's data points. I was just doing it this morning for a brand new engagement that we're kicking off where we can actually see things and uncover things from the data that exists, you know, that they're just not doing anything with just because they don't have the same experience or the insights or whatever. And that we can actually predict their future revenue based on their baselines wow. and, and making a couple of adjustments, you know, twist this, you know, knob and pull this 
this lever. And when we do that, we can ignite their sales. And that is so exciting. <sighs> um, and then when clients see that, it's like, oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. But then, but then what, what, what I think that we do that is so completely different than anybody else is we actually teach them. We don't, we don't try to keep clients mystified in the dark magic voodoo of digital marketing and all of that crap that goes along with it, we actually teach them the entire recipe of what it is that we're doing so they can go on and continue to do that without us. And people have said to me, it's like, why would you do that? I'm like, why would we not? I mean, that's awesome that they can go on and do this stuff without us. We're not in the business of creating umbilical cords. We're in the business (laughs) of creating empowerment. And that's awesome. Stephen, the themes that have been developing during this interview have been incredible. I mean, perception is reality. What you tell yourself truly comes to be. And there's no such thing as overnight success. I mean, Stephen, I've been experiencing the same thing with Entrepreneur on Fire. People are saying, John, you've come out of nowhere. You won Best of iTunes 2013 and you didn't even exist. And now you're getting almost a million unique listens a month. Like, where did you come from? This is overnight. And I say, well, look back to my decade prior of being trained as an officer in the U.S. Army, leading a, a platoon of soldiers in a war, and then law school and failing there, and then corporate finance and learning so much, but again, just failing and having all these difficulties and roadblocks, and then real estate, and then commercial. I mean, it was just over and over again. It was all of these things building up to where I finally got to the point at 32 years old where I was ready to launch. Like, you weren't ready to handle what you had to handle at 28, Steve, and I wasn't ready to do it at 28 either, but fast forward a handful of years, and it was a full decade of learning for me, and now I've made it to where I am because it's building off of those layers of experience, as you put it so eloquently. First of all, congratulations on your success. Thank That's you. awesome, those awards. Uh, and, and, and well-deserved. I mean, what what you and I both have is, is is kind of like a little slice of the Abraham Lincoln story, right? I mean, you go back and look at uh, President Lincoln's uh, success leading up to the White House, and there wasn't much. No. And But what he did have was persistence, tenacity to steal something from you. He had the focus, and, and he knew he had this vision for what he wanted to do. And ultimately, you know, it took a lot of courage to do the things that he did do in the White House and courage enough that it actually cost him his life. But it's like, oh, my gosh. And so when you think about what he invested in order to w- fulfill his purpose, what's, what's anybody else's excuse to not mm. do what they should be doing? Fire Nation, if you are not completely ignited right now, turn up those headphones, please. And Stephen, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, I have a fun fact to share. Guess how much color increases brand recognition? 80%. So when you're picking a color for your logo or a palette for your brand, don't take the decision lightly. The right color combination can highlight your business's strengths and draw customers to you. And as you might guess, the wrong combination can have the reverse effect. Designers at 99designs can help you pick colors that fit with your goals and personality. When I got around to picking a logo for Entrepreneur on Fire, I knew I wanted to include orange. It's bright, fun, eye-catching, and has a dynamic quality that speaks to social interaction. Once I nailed down what this logo should represent, it really set the tone for the rest of my materials. If you're looking for the right color for your logo, launch a design contest at 99designs. Logos start at just $299. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. 
today. There is a lot to be said of the internet and its ability to help us connect and stay in touch with people all over the world. You can build anything from relationships to entire businesses with a click of a button. But there are times when online communication can't beat hearing someone's voice over the phone. The personal connection, the trust, and the peace of mind that comes with hearing someone's voice is irreplaceable. That's why I use eVoice for my business. By helping you expertly manage all of your business calls, eVoice provides you with a better way to connect with your clients and business partners. Plus, eVoice transforms any phone into your business phone. So whether you're at home, at the grocery store, or sitting poolside listening to Entrepreneur on Fire, you'll always have the ability to connect. Right now, you can try eVoice free for 30 days, plus get a special discount of $5 off every month forever. Go to eVoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Steven, welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I love that intro. That's fantastic. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think it seriously was the fears, the myths, the self-imposed limitations. And it took those kind of knocks on the head, or as Darren likes to say, the thumps on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever sort of metaphor you want to use, sometimes it took a little bit of a pipe wrench, you know, for me to kind of wake up and realize what I was actually doing to myself subconsciously and listening to these doubts and fears that kind of, you know, crept in. And so it wasn't until I paid attention to Darren and started really studying some of the work by Napoleon Hill, which is just phenomenal, or being able to kind of study some of the the things that, you know, Tony Robbins has put out. I mean, you know, so so I think getting your head right, you know, getting what's right between the ears is really critical to success. I love when Napoleon Hill gets brought up, Stephen, and I always have to follow by saying, have you listened to the audio book, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill? Ooh. No, not yet, but I'm going to add it to my list straight away, straight away. Outwitting the Devil was a book he wrote right after Think and Grow Rich. They put it in the vault for 70 years. They thought it was too controversial. In 2011, huh. the Napoleon Hill Foundation released the book, and it's a great read, obviously, but I'll tell you, they just did well over delivered with the audio version of that. It's just unbelievable. So if you like walks or exercising or doing anything, that's the time to listen to Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. It'll blow you away. I'm buying it today. Thanks for mentioning it. (laughs) What is the best advice, Stephen, you've ever received? You might laugh at me, but um, raise prices. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, from 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 Dan Kennedy. In, yeah. in fact, I was just listening to one of his audios on my way um, back to the office um, this morning, and it reminded me raise prices. And 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 he says, you know, in that context, that that we, the entrepreneur, are typically in our way more than the market is as far as our ability to raise prices. So raise prices. Stop making excuses on behalf of your customer and raise prices. Now, obviously, you have to deliver great value too. But raise prices. Don't be in the low end of the pool. You know, raise prices so you get the best customers and deliver the greatest value. I I mean, I just think that that's awesome. We all ought to have the courage to raise prices. Love it. Stephen, what is one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? 
I mentioned Napoleon Hill. You mentioned Napoleon Hill, and it's, and it's really the recipe right out of Think and Grow Rich, and it's having that daily conditioning of you know that positive affirmation and the auto suggestion of the goals, and so then I also couple that with something I learned directly from from Darren Hardy at Success, and that is so every morning for thirty minutes I sit down and I focus on uh, the amount of revenue that we're going to bring in at the specified time. What we're going to exchange for that, we're going to give our clients the very best, most outstanding consulting and training services, and then the action plan that we're going to do and we're going to deliver in order to achieve those results. And for 30 minutes, I repeat that over and over and over and over again to myself, which sounds maybe ludicrous for somebody who hasn't read (laughs) Think and Grow Rich. But I'm telling you, if your listeners get that, and, and you've probably repeated that a number of different times, but if they do that, it'll make total sense. And it's had a profound impact on us. Love it. Steven, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Well, you'll probably laugh at me, John, but I mean, <laughs> right now we're, 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 we're totally in love with something very, very basic and 100% free. We're totally in love with uh, sort of the dynamic integrated relationship between Google Spreadsheets, Forms, and Google Analytics. We just created a really robust, super awesome ROI dashboard for one of our clients with a little bit of JavaScript that we're able to connect Google Spreadsheets to about 50 different Google Analytics profiles and be able to suck in all of that data. And, you know, it's dynamic. And, and so by having this little bit of JavaScript, we can essentially, you know, pull all the goal data, all the visitor data, all the conversion data, essentially, out of Google Analytics, stick it into one spreadsheet so that we can monitor over 50, and it's totally scalable. We could do hundreds of different Google profiles, and it's free. Mm. And it, it just like when, when, when one of our um, team members said, yeah, I wrote some JavaScript to be able to do this. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It was like mind-blowing, and it was free. <laughs> Love it. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Stephen Westner. And Stephen, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Right now, just because it's top of mind awareness, uh, it's got to be Think and Grow Rich. Um, so it, it's it, it's just been an amazing journey for me uh, and I continue to study it. But But I'm also adding that audio that you recommended too. Boom. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one or Outwitting the Devil for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Stephen, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, I would teach. And I, I, I think that what you're doing is an amazing business model. I think that Brendan Bouchard said it best when he talked about no matter what industry you're in, you're in the expert business and, and develop a model around that. So I would start teaching as, as, as we do now, but I would teach. I would then couple that with something that Gary Vee, you know, famously has talked about how, you know, we're all, we should all be media companies. You know, his book, Jab, 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 Right, right. Hook is awesome. And so I would, I would teach my expertise and I would follow the advice of Brendan and I'd follow the advice of Gary. I package all of that stuff up and I would build a business model around that. So get specific for a second. Let's really break it down to day one. What would 
be that first step. Build my list. And, you know, because if, if, if you're going to, once you have the greatest curriculum and so forth, that's great. But if you don't have an audience, then you have nobody to share it with, right? So I would focus on building a list of the type of customers that we'd want to be able to serve. Um, and, and we do that through a variety of different uh, methods here. Um, and, and we probably don't have time to talk about that. But but I, I would focus on building the list because that, you know, is the most valuable asset of any business. It's not people. It's not facility. It's not products. It's not inventory. It's not equipment, none of that stuff. The most valuable asset of any business is the list. And so that is absolutely where I would start. Breaking it down one more time. How would you start building that list? Okay. Well, so um, this, this, this is what we do here at Predictive. And so um, you, and you're running this on, on your uh, homepage, which is awesome, and probably all the pages throughout your site. One of the things that I love about when you come to your site, it, it has this you know, popover that comes up with a great value exchange. And it's astounding to me, even though we see tactics like this, it's astounding to me how, f- how small of a percentage of business owners or companies take advantage of this. So I would encourage all of your listeners, go to your website and take a look at what you're doing. You're offering great value for a simple opt-in. Awesome. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that, I mean, it's, it's so simple to do, yet very few people do it. And, and, and there's not crap there. It's not like a coupon or some goofy <laughs> PDF or some audio that nobody gives a rip about. I mean, it's really good stuff. It's actually so, the best 25 answers to this question, Stephen. That has a ton of value for people who are cruising through your site. Right. And so putting that up there is very, very smart. You're building your list. Great. And then you have something that you can – then you have an asset that you can leverage into the future. So follow what you're doing on your website is the blueprint. That would be the best advice I can give your listeners. Stephen, I want to thank you for being so incredibly open, honest, and just transparent with us today. And let's end with you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. The best way people can connect with me is uh, at predictiveroi.com. And I think the, uh, the parting advice that, that I would give is that this persistence and tenacity can never stop. I love your acronym of FOCUS. Mm-hmm. I think we look for mentors that can get us out of those traps of limiting beliefs and telling ourselves the doubts and so forth. And so surround yourself with mentors who care about your success and then don't listen to that goofy, stupid, self-centered voice that you hear in your head when you come up with something. It's like, hey, I'm going to be number one on iTunes in 2013. And then you hear this little voice in your head that says, who do you think you're kidding? The imposter syndrome. Exactly. So say no to that and wrap yourself around the positive things, the wonderful, beautiful things that you can do every single day. And for me, that's persistence and tenacity. And it relates back to focus that you shared with us before. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you're hanging out with myself and Steven today. So you're off to a great start. And Steven, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com, typing Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, in our search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up. And Stephen, thank you for being so incredibly generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome. Thank you, John, for having me. 
Fire Nation. Ready to learn two super podcasting hacks that 99% of podcasters are not doing that will set you head and shoulders above the rest? Join me for our free live podcast workshop every week at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.